0: All right, good morning. And uh sorry Paul, I can I can't speak and in sign at the same time. I've tried that before. It was it was bad. <laughs> That's too I can do it in short bursts, not not a long I tried delivering a speech one time in college, uh doing speaking and sign language. It was very difficult. I talked to some actual interpreters afterwards that uh, basically told me I was crazy for even trying it in the first place. Cause they was, was like, yeah, we wouldn't even try that, but good job trying it. I was young and dumb enough that I thought I could do it. <laughs> so we're going to open up this morning in Proverbs chapter three. Proverbs chapter three, verse 11 and 12. So I'll go ahead and read it. It says, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. And let's open up in a word of prayer. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for today. Lord, I just thank you for thank you for your word. I thank you for the, the message you have for us today, Lord. I pray that that's what comes out, Lord, is what you have to say. As the, the absolute best case scenario, Lord, is that what is said is exactly what you want to be said, Lord. Let it have its work, and Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the title of the message today is Deliverance or Discipline. I want to talk about those two concepts, deliverance or discipline, because this verse here... We could, we could mistake those two is saying, don't despise the Lord's discipline, don't resent his rebuke. And he's telling, Scripture's telling us the Lord disciplines like a loving father. He disciplines those he loves as a loving father does. The fact that Scripture has to tell us, don't despise it, don't resent it, means we're probably prone to despise or resent it. That's usually what Scripture tells you. And that's warning you something. What is deliverance and what's discipline? So I'm going to try to explain these two concepts very simplistic as I can. Deliverance is being rescued or set free. If you're delivered from something, it's somebody rescued you from something, from something bad. But discipline is when you're training someone. This is the best definition I found. Training someone to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. That means that someone's trying to teach you something for your good, but it may not feel good at the time. So God tells us here in Proverbs... I love you, and because I love you, there's, there's times I'm going to discipline you, and you're going to be tempted to resent it, not want it, to despise it, to push back on it. And I want to start off by saying something that I know I've definitely seen in my church experience. I know I have wrestled with even myself. There are a lot of well-intentioned people, not bad people, Not bad, not not bad teachers, but a lot. There are people that will tell you in the church that anything that is uncomfortable or unpleasant must be wrong. It must be an attack of the enemy. It can't possibly be from God because if it's uncomfortable or if it's unpleasant, well, that that just can't be because their idea of God is everything is nice and easy and comfortable, and He just doesn't do that. It's supposed to all be nice. So if something's unpleasant, uncomfortable or something that doesn't feel good, it must be something wrong, it must be of the enemy and you should you should despise it and resent it and not and not want it. I want to clarify right away that I absolutely know the enemy is out there works against us and reason why I am starting telling you so early Of this is because it would be easy to mistake the message to say that the rest of my message could easily sound like that I'm downplaying how much the enemy works against us. And I definitely don't want to do that. I am well aware. I know the devil and demons are real. I've seen a demon-possessed person. I've encountered demonic presence. I, I can assure you, quite real. But I also want to know want us to recognize sometimes we need to be delivered from the enemy and sometimes we're suffering something because we need to make better choices. Sometimes it's us. <laughs> so let me give you a couple of examples here. So sometimes, times where scripture addresses our struggle with the enemy, the Lord's Prayer itself And the Sermon on the Mount, and yes, Eddie, I cannot go a single message without mentioning the Sermon on the Mount. He likes to tease me for that. That's totally okay. But the Lord's Prayer, he even says, part of the Lord's Prayer says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Jesus sets in his model prayer, hey, there's times you're going to need to be delivered from the enemy. Ephesians six eleven, Pastor Chad referenced in his message last week in fighting. There's a fight. You put on the armor of God. Why? So that you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. That means the devil is scheming against you. That's a, good, that's a very good thing to know. So we know the enemy is scheming against us. We know that we at times need to be delivered from the evil one. But then there's us and our flesh and our, at times, unnecessary self-imposed suffering, and at times, necessary discipline from the Lord. So let me read you a couple references in James. So, in James chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, James talks about how do we react when we're being tempted. We're being tempted to sin. And he says in verse 13, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted. Oh, he's going to tell us when we're tempted. And there's this, you know, there'd be this expectation. Well, it's, it's got to be the devil. He's, gonna, he's about to tell us the devil's tempting us. Jump back into four, verse 14 and says, But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. And I think for a lot of us that should be a pause moment and say, wait a minute, I thought I got to blame the devil for, for, for bad stuff. I don't want to admit that it's my own desires. I, want to, I, I don't want to take that on. It's much, it's much more comfortable to blame the enemy for that. But this says my own, I'm going to have, I have my own desires to contend with that are going to try to drag me away and entice me? And to add on even more to it, James in James chapter 4, he starts off chapter 4, and he says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? He's talking to the church, and he says, what's causing these problems among you? Why do you have quarrels? Why do you have fights? Oh, okay. Must be the enemy. Let's jump in there and blame. It says... Don't they come from your desires, the battle within you? Well, come on, James, I wanted to blame I wanted to blame everything on the enemy so I could be innocent and not my it's not not my flesh, it's not. Both of these verses point to our nature. Absolutely the devil works against us. Don't mistake, don't don't mishear me, but we got our own flesh and our own nature to deal with here. I like to point out that, because we can forget this sometimes, there's there's kind of a cultural, kind of seeped into our culture, the image of like an angel sitting on one shoulder and a devil sitting on the other. I used to see things, I don't, I don't know if I've seen that recently, but I used to see that a lot. You'd have some sort of depiction of an angel on one side and a devil on the other, and that we're like this neutral party. Sometimes we kind of create this hierarchy, oh yeah, there's God and his angels, and they're good, and then there's us, we're neutral, and then there's the enemy, and he's bad, the devil and his demons. And yet, when Jesus is talking to people on earth, multiple times he says, well, even you being evil, or none are good except for God. And you start looking through this, and you're saying, he's not labeling us as a neutral party here. He's saying that we're bad. He's saying that we're evil. That's that deliverance that we need. We have to be rescued from our sin because we're evil. Is he not right to discipline us? We're not just a neutral party. We can go one way or the other. He he has to discipline and teach us because we're not going to be good on our own. Sometimes... Again, that image, of that, like that angel on one side, that demon on the other, I think it's good to remind ourselves there's a big difference between God and the devil. And you say, well, Jason, of course, good and bad. They are not on equal terms. God is an infinite being. The Holy Spirit can live inside of an unlimited number of people. Satan is just a created being. A fallen angel, he can only be in one place at one time. He has, and he's a lot of demons to do his work, but he can't speak to multiple people at the same time and say different things. He can't be. God can speak to me, and he could speak to to Ariel, and he could speak to Connie. He could say different things at the exact same time because he is unlimited. He's infinite. He's not limited by being one place, one time. And that's why Jesus said, "It's better for you that I go." And I send the comforter. And like, Jesus, you're right here in person and we can talk to you. How could it, how could anything be better? He's, and he's, was telling, he's telling us, no, I need to go away because he's just in a human body. He's just one place, one time. I'm going to go. I'm going to send the helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit can live in all of you, speak to all of you at the same time. So sometimes what we think, well, God's speaking to me and the devil's speaking to me. And the enemy will try to mislead you, but a lot of times it's us. Those evil things, that temptation, that bad thing, no, it's us. We're hearing our own thoughts. More so so than the enemy. I'm definitely not trying to let the enemy off the hook here, but I don't want us to get confused and and not realize that we have a have a struggle with ourselves, and we need discipline. I want to summarize the concern here: if we blame God's discipline on the devil, we're gonna miss what God's teaching us. I think believers, I know quite, I, I don't need to to make it sound nice, I know for a fact there are believers that have gotten very discouraged because they keep trying to do something, keep trying to overcome something, keep trying to do something. They say, the devil keeps beating me. Where is God? I just want to give up. And the whole time God is taught, is, God is disciplining them, training them, teaching them, you're going to get through this. It's not the enemy beating you up all the time or stopping you. It's it, God is actually teach, training you, teaching you through something. And that resistance, they're like, oh, the enemy's resisting me, which in very, very well he might be, but along the way, God's allowing those things to happen to discipline you and teach you, train you, build you up. There's a couple of possibilities to consider. If you're struggling, you're having hardships, you're going, I don't understand why this is so difficult. A couple of things believers could to consider here. One is, are you making bad choices and you're, and God's allowing the consequences to teach you? Which is fair. Or you're making good choices and God's allowing hardship to train you to be able to handle even more. Both of those... We need to walk closely with the Lord so he can speak to us and tell us what's going on. You can't always tell, is this a is this a demonic attack? Is this I'm making bad choices? Is this God's disciplining me, showing me something I need to learn? Disciplining doesn't always have to be negative. Sometimes he's telling you to not do something bad. Sometimes he's encouraging you to do something good actively. And sometimes, I'll give you a biblical example. It can kind of be all of those things at once. So I'll give you an example. I don't have it in my notes, but bear with me here. Going off script. That's okay, though. So there is the inc- incidence in the Old Testament where David decides to take a census of his fighting force. And this has been something, this was something that they all knew was a sin. You should not do this. Even his military advisor tells him, head of his military says, why would you do such a wicked thing? David knew better. And you look at those accounts and in accounts in the, in Kings, I believe it is, or, or Samuel. It, you have the first account in the Kings and Samuel record, and then you have the second account in Chronicles. And they, they approach it from two different points of view, two different time periods. Looking at the same events. And one says that God allowed David to do that to punish the people's idolatry. And the other account says that Satan prompted David to do it. And when you look at those together, you realize those are not contradictory. The people were sinning. God would allow David to make a very bad choice so that he, God brought judgment on them. And yet, God allowed Satan to prompt David to do it. And you go, well, wait a minute. I thought it was really simple, black and white. Either the enemy's attacking me, or God's disciplining me, or w- w- it can all be, it can kind of all be the same thing. It can be the same event can happen, and all of that's tied together. God's allowing something to. T- It allows the enemy to attack to bring repentance, to try to to restore those people. It makes it even more of, wow, I need to really walk with the Lord in my daily life to understand what's happening to me. I need his guidance to show me what do I change, what do I persevere through. I need to be in his word, I need to be praying, because I won't know what's going on. And if I try to guess, I'm probably going to guess wrong. So let me focus in a little bit on this idea of discipline. Let's try to figure out a little bit more. Yeah, the Lord's discipline, what what does he? He wants to teach us, very much like a parent, he wants to teach us to be disciplined. He disciplines us. What areas do we need some discipline in? So just some down-to-earth, what does this look like kind of thing. So self-discipline. And here, here's the trap. Someone who's self-disciplined might be very good at avoiding bad things. We know we should avoid bad things. So we should avoid sin, and we should avoid putting ourselves in tempting situations that would tempt us to sin. But what about doing good things? So discipline has two sides. And we can think of discipline as, well, just don't do bad. But discipline is also practicing good. I might say, well, I'm not going to eat food that's bad for me. That's okay, but I better be eating some food that's good for me or or I'm still missing out. So let's say, well, I'm, I'm good at avoiding things that are considered sinful. Something to note. So were the Pharisees. We're pretty good at avoiding things that were on the bad list. The thing that Jesus kept correcting them on was, you're, you're really not doing a good job on doing the good list either. So some good things. I, we need to spend personal time with the Lord. We need to read His Word. We need to pray. We need to do that. It takes sometimes. It takes some discipline to do that. There are times that it's very exciting. Times where I want to get up extra early and read the Word, or I even want to read it at night. There's just times where it's exciting, and then there's the times where it almost feels. It feels like He pulls back a little bit and says, "Now I want you to walk in discipline. I want you to do what you know you need to do." even when it doesn't feel a certain way. And say, oh, but I thought it was just I do the good things and he'll just automatically reward me. or, But it's not like that. It's a relationship. I'm kind of moving on to my next area here when we're interacting with others. But you know relationship, and Eddie talked about relationships last week here you're talking about relationships, you need discipline in your relationships. In my marriage, always risky to talk about your own marriage from the pulpit, but in your marriage, it can't just all be feelings. There's got to be some discipline of I'm going to treat my spouse correctly whether I feel like it or not. I'm going to spend time with my spouse. I'm going to not just avoid saying bad things to my spouse or negative things. I've got to, I need to say, I need to practice saying positive things and encouraging things. I need to practice communication whether I feel like it or not. That is discipline. Discipline is not, uh, doing something good when it feels good. We'll do that anyway, most of the time. If we're getting an immediate reward for something, we'll tend to do it. Discipline is doing the right things when you don't feel like it. That's where discipline enters the picture. Any of my relationships, coworkers, people at church, friends, any of it, there's always there's discipline in that. I'll, tell, I'll share a story with you. Working in a Christian place, working in a seminary, had a co-worker that needed some help on how to be a good worker. Wasn't quite good in that point, at that area. Very easy for, a lot of the other workers found it very easy just to trash that person, to say how terrible they were. I did it too. I said some negative things about that person and they knew it, I'd said it. Holy Spirit starts talking to me. He did not tell me, Jason, you're right, that person's a slacker. Did not, t- did not tell me that. He reminded me, that person's a new believer, you need to go, regardless whether a new believer or not, but hey, that person's a new believer, you need to go, you need to apologize to that person for what you've been saying about them. You need to understand, I have that person here to teach them things, and at the same time, I'm multitasking, and I'm showing you some things about yourself, because I'm showing you how you're reacting to that person. It's like, wow, just just laid that right on me, didn't he? So I did. I had to go and apologize to that person. It was very It was a very good experience for me. It was good training. It was good discipline. There was a little bit of my pride that didn't really want to do that. I'm much. This guy deserves the criticism. I mean, what a bad! You know, I'm a much better worker than him. Yeah, that pride'll. That pride's no good. That pride's trouble. I wouldn't apologize to that person. I, I will tell you honestly, I, I was blessed in that job. And there were other people that hated that person who themselves ended up getting fired, getting, having trouble at work. And I believe the Lord was showing me, hey, you, you listen to me and you, 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 if you're easy to correct, Things are going to be a lot easier for you than if you're hard to correct. If you're hard to, those are hard to correct. I'm going to have to correct them a little harder. There's there's uh, some debate. Uh, some people will say, do you do you want a do you want a child that's easy to correct or do you want a strong-willed child that is harder to correct but they'll stick up for themselves? I I see value through all i see value in every personality profile but i will tell you that being easy to correct is a lot less painful than being hard to correct <laughs> if you're that individual and that's the same way we want to be with god we want to be easy to correct so he doesn't have to you know there's as a parent if you're a kid and your parents can just correct you verbally that's nice if they don't have to spank you that's 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 all the better for you uh but God does discipline us, so it's are you? Do we react to Him, His verbal correction, or is He gonna have to? Is He gonna have to get the paddle out and uh, and get get a little, a little harsher with us? Church discipline. I Feel like that should like follow with a dun 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 after it. American church culture tends to shy away from church discipline. common in Scripture, required, or demanded even in Scripture. Paul telling them, that 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 sinner that won't repent, not the lost person. We've addressed previous messages on how gentle we are to be with the lost and how how hard we need to be on the believer. But that person in the church that is was in, engaged in Corinthians, engaged in this sin, and he says, you, you all know about it, and he won't. Repent, and you need you need to kick that guy out for his own good and for your good. Sometimes church discipline church discipline can be very controversial. The common problem in churches of when the leadership do something, and always always causes controversy. Sometimes it might be something. Wow, there was something really bad, and the church had to church leadership had to step in and say you. You can't do that here. Sometimes it's not so overt. Sometimes somebody wants to do, they want a position or they want to do a certain thing and there's like, okay, there's concerns. We have concerns. It's not a hard no. It's a let's, let's work with you with some discipline and get you to that point. We want to see you do this, but we can't just hand it over to you. We got concerns. We want to work with you. That's healthy. That's healthy. Healthy churches do that. But a lot of the time when a church does that, that individual says, Nope. Don't I don't want I don't want that discipline. I'm I'm out of here. And they may make a big fuss there, or they may leave, or they may do a few different things. Which unintentionally kind of confirms the concerns that you already had. <laughs> it was like, well. That's exactly what we were concerned about because for all of us, if you cannot operate under authority, you cannot be trusted with authority. That's how it works. That's how, that's how God does it throughout scripture. If you're faithful with a little, you'll be trusted with even more. If you can't operate under authority, you can't be trusted with authority. And I like to, I always uh, like to remind myself, Hey, David knew he was supposed to go out and fight Goliath, but he still got Saul's permission before he did it. He knew Saul had issues. He was in Saul's household before then, knew Saul was troubled and had his flaws, but David still, he didn't go out on that battlefield to face Goliath till he had, he had Saul's permission to do it. Because he understood operating under authority, God could entrust him with authority. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. So Ryan, if you want to get ready to close us out here. What I want to wrap us up with here is I want to expound some more on that Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 and 12. But I don't want to do it. I want to look at Hebrews 12 where Scripture already does it for us. Scripture already enhances this verse, expounds on it for us. So in Hebrews chapter 12, and start in verse 5, I'm going to read all the way to verse 11. Starting in verse 5, he says, Have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? So the author of Hebrews is saying, did you forget this encouragement? I'm going to remind you of it. What are you going to remind me of? And he quotes Proverbs 3 that we started off with. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Hebrews goes on, chapter 7 says, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. That is a good thing. For what child, what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. That's very encouraging to me, and I hope that's very encouraging. I want that to be encouraging to everybody. I'm going through hardships. God must be mad at me. God loves you. It can be hard for a child to understand why his mom or mommy or daddy mad at me. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. But that the parent disciplines because of love. That's exactly what God does with us, taking us through hardship. Verse 9 continues, Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits in life? They, referring to earthly parents, they disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in His holiness. means even if earthly parents failed, Maybe they did the best they could. Maybe they did a bad job. Maybe they did good. Still, the Lord disciplines us for our good. He wants us to share his holiness. This is is good, good for us. No discipline, it says in verse 11, seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So what is our challenge today, walking away from, from this? Whatever you're going through. you know, Really, our focus should be not on what we're going through, it should be in our relationship with the Lord. And through that relationship with the Lord, we're going to experience times of hardship where He's, where he's training us, He's disciplining us. There's going to be times that we're going to realize We're making bad choices or we're failing to make good choices. Both of those are part of discipline. There's going to be times it's exciting to, to our relationship with the Lord's exciting. There's times it's going to not be, not feel exciting. We need to discipline, practice discipline, have that that daily relationship with the Lord. I don't always get it right. I tell you, I don't always get it right. That's exactly why he's been talking to me lately on this topic, saying, I want you to start at times I've helped you and I've made it easy for you. Now at times now I want you to start I want you to practice more of it when it's not easy. I want you to learn to walk in in this indiscipline. So I'm going to close this in a word of prayer. And beyond anything that I could say, I want the Holy Spirit to speak to us and say let let me teach you let me train you let me let me walk you through some hardships and or show you show you things so i'm going to pray uh, ryan's going to play a song and then we'll close out here lord thank you so much that you love us the way that a perfect loving father loves his children and lord like little kids sometimes we don't understand discipline we don't understand necessarily why we're in trouble lord thank you that you are you're showing us you're going to show us and what and teach us lord through that lord help us to be like good children who will listen and say teach me i want to do better teach teach me even more importantly teach me because i want to be closer to you I want your holiness I want your peace I want that righteousness Lord that you talk about Lord thank you Lord we recognize you as our loving heavenly father as our perfect parent Lord we ask you to show us Lord I ask that you speak even now and start showing us things that we've misunderstood misinterpreted Try to resent or rebuke when actually we need it to endure. Thank you, Lord, for this. In Jesus' name, amen. As as we're playing, as he, as he plays, I do want to invite, felt just then, I the want to make sure, give an opportunity for people to come up for prayer. Talked about deliverance versus discipline. There are things people need to be delivered of. I always want there to be an opportunity for prayer. There's also prayer even when you need when you're trying to discipline through something, make better choices. So, I want to make sure you everyone knows this altar is open for prayer. I'd be happy to pray with you during this time. something. Lord, thank you so much for your presence, Lord, the work you're doing, thank you, Lord, for that. Continue to speak this to us, continue, Lord, remind us of this when we need to be reminded of it. Holy Spirit, you're so good at bringing things to our remembrance when we need them most. Pray that you let this encourage us when, when we need it most Lord. Lord bless everyone as we as we go I pray safety Lord on everyone I pray your blessing Lord and